What's up and welcome back to Broside Broadcast. My name's Derek. And my name is Blake. And today we are talking about the death of the album cycle and how bands are abandoning taking two to three years between releases. That's a long time. Or is it? Too long. That's what the people have said. <laughs> Who are the people? We are the people. Okay, it's us. All right. Yes. But we're also going to talk about the newest singles from August Burns Red, Alt, and a new single from a band called Blue Shift. If you've yes. not heard about the band before, this is the time to hear about the band Blue Shift. We're going to talk about them later. Right. We are continuing the theme of talking about bands that we've not really talked about on the show before. I know that in the last few episodes, I've mentioned Alt. They are the new band that I'm kind of obsessed with. But mm. as far as August Burns Red, they've been mentioned here or there. And Blue Shift is completely new for us to talk about on the show. So that's mm-hmm. refreshing for the both of us yeah. and hopefully also for our listeners. I love this format that we have where we're we're talking about new bands, suggesting or recommending new bands to listen to that we've discovered. So maybe this is a podcast that you can come to to discover new music that you you might like as much as we do. Absolutely, and we're also going to get into some news about the Color Morale making a comeback, Mm -hmm. which that also seems to be the theme for 2023 this year, so I know you're excited about that. (laughs) I'll try to contain myself as much as I can because this is like something that is just huge for me, not knowing if the... I I was weighing in the balance of the Color Morale coming back or not ever, and... Now that we know from their Instagram, Twitter posts, all of that, that they are coming back with an album, I'm excited and I want to talk about it. Well, you could say that their uh, morale is up. <laughs> Here's Derek. He's still 2023. Here. Dad jokes are still here. <laughs> we'll keep them fresh. But don't worry. Before we get into things, we want to thank all of you all for listening. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Broside Broadcast. Leave a comment on our latest post. It can be anything. And also leave a five-star rating and review on Spotify, Apple Podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. Mm-hmm. It's just simple ways that you can help support the show, and it really helps us reach new listeners also. The artwork that Derek makes for the show is enough to leave a comment or a review Five, uh, like a five-star review. Well, thank you. And my wife, like, she shakes her head every time that, like, you take a picture for the artwork because it's the YouTube, like, <laughs> style that we do. The pictures that I take? Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. so It's so obligatory. <laughs> right. You have to do it. Well, I, I get home from work and I, I tell Kayla, I say, I got, we have to take another picture. And... <laughs> She she says, like, okay, what is it this time? And I say, well, I have to do a home alone face. <laughs> but she's such a good coach about it. And there there's, like, about, like, maybe 15 to 25 minutes of us trying to cultivate this, like, perfect picture and the me, me doing it in so many ways. I send you about, like, yeah. three to five pictures. You pick the best one. It's, it's actually very mm-hmm. fun, and I, I look forward to doing more of those, but I'm very self-conscious about doing it, to be honest. But it's, it's part of the game. Yeah, it's part of the game. Yeah, I'm into it. I like, I like it. It makes me feel insecure, but more confident at the same time, if that makes sense. It doesn't make sense, but Uh, uh, like you mentioned, we are talking <laughs> about August Burns Red's newest single, which is Backfire. So here's a 30 second clip of that and we'll get into it. Yeah, let's listen. So Derek, I, I, I really don't know how much we've talked about August Burns Red other than 
conversations alongside of us who with people who were in discord or our friends who have talked about August Burns Red, but we've not shared a some a relationship about this band too much. Right. I've never really been much of a fan. However, this song, Backfire, is one of the most impressive things that I've heard from this band. Okay, which is interesting because I think this is where we are going to not butt heads, but maybe have opposite opinions. And I'm very interested in this conversation that we're about to have. Right, because whenever you text me about it, mm-hmm. you said that you had some thoughts that mm-hmm. maybe some August Burns Red fans wouldn't agree with. And this is another band that I don't really care one way or the other what they release. So if they release something that I like, kind of like this, cool. If not, I'm not bothered. So what is this take on this song for you that you think their typical fan base may not agree with? At this point, I'm realizing that August Burns Red will always be August Burns Red. They're never going to reach out or be more than what they are. They're not a band you're going to expect to evolve their sound to an extent that you're expecting to hear something very different or astounding this is the exact same take i had when i was watching it because i (laughs) i was watching the music video Mm -hmm. and at some point even if you're not an august burns red fan you have to at least hear it in their music that they are writing their music yeah purely for august burns red fans you can go to august burns red and expect what you're expecting like this will not let you down whatsoever i'm comparing this to periphery not to compare these two bands sonically or sound-wise, but Periphery, their last two singles blew me away. And I have not been a Periphery fan. So I'm coming into listening to this new August Burns Red song. I'm not blown away at all. What I heard was strictly August Burns Red. I will tell you the thing that I liked about this song wasn't really so much the vocals because... The vocals have always been the thing that, like... Very consistent. Turn me off. But the guitar tone in this, the mix overall, like the drums, the instrumental... It's super tight. ...in this song was great. Yeah, they, it's very tight. They use, like, triplets and the lead guitar. Very easy to listen to. I think this may be the easiest August Burns Red song I've listened to before compared to, I think it... It was the other single that released in November called Ancestry. Didn't care for that one. This one sounds Mm. better to me. This one does sound better from that one. And our friend Justin that we uh, speak to on a daily basis, he was into that song. I couldn't get into it. Therefore, there's no no more conversation about it. Right. I will give a compliment to August Burns Red on this point. The best thing about August Burns Red when getting into a new song and expectations is the way they build up a breakdown. It's not expecting the best breakdown. It's the way they build Mm -hmm. up a breakdown. And I think that there's a lot of bands that don't do that because breakdowns can be very jarring, very exciting, but it's, it's the way you approach the breakdown in a song that really makes you feel like it's the heaviest. It can be the heaviest breakdown, but Mm -hmm. is it really heavy unless you build it up in a certain way? There needs to be, let's just put it this way, foreplay to a climax. And just to reference Lorna Shore, because everyone knows the breakdown. The breakdown. To the hellfire. That changed everything. And I'll be honest, at first I did not care for the song, whatever, because I was only going to it to hear the breakdown. Mm -hmm. And after the fact of me like listening to that song and liking it, I thought everyone was crazy because while the breakdown may be great, it was the entire like five minute buildup to -hmm. that breakdown that makes the breakdown. Right. It's not just the breakdown, it's the buildup exactly like what you're saying. So... You need that buildup for the payoff. It's an anticipation method. Yeah. So I think that's just one thing that August Burns Red does the best. And 
everything between or before and after that never changes for me. Mm -hmm. So that's where I lose interest. And I have to be honest. I I lost a lot of interest. Okay. This this song didn't really it didn't really do much for me. That's interesting because you're more of the fan than I am. That's true. But it was like the last minute of the song where right, right. It, it made me look at my phone and I was like, this is actually pretty impressive. It was the first thirty seconds where I was brought in and mm-hmm. the song caught me and I thought, okay, this is going to be a different approach to an August Burns Red song, then it went straight back to what I expected August Burns Red to do. Right. And then the end of the song, like you said, the last minute and 30 seconds or so was different, which was great. And I like that. But let's fix that that middle part, those verses. They they just tend to be noise, I think the problem is, is nonsense, that they maybe. never moved out of thrash. So mm-hmm. they're basically in the same category as as LA Dying. I think it's more of like a punk tone. I will say that I think this sound is what Miss May I tried to do mm. and miss the mark on because I think that both bands are somewhat trying to achieve the same thing. Mm-hmm. But August Burns Red has found their formula that works, at least with their fans. And I think Miss May I is still confused and doesn't know exactly how to write something that comes across as Miss May I. So you told this to me in a a message earlier Mm -hmm. today or yesterday, and I went back to Miss May I to listen to this Mm -hmm. perspective, and I absolutely heard it because it made me appreciate this August Burns Red song much more because the Miss May I songs ended up more flat on that end. Right. With this perspective. So I can say that the August Burns Red song is way better with expectations. For sure. Yeah. Than Miss May I is on that perspective. Also, Jake Lures just shook hands about a month ago with Wayne Gretzky, who is the most like all known hockey star player. Right. So I. At that point, I think that August Burns Red is basically hockey core. I will say, like, the music that we're into is starting to find its way into sports and everything because mm-hmm. I played NHL 2022 or 2K22. I, I can't remember what it's called. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure Beartooth was on there. Okay. Miss, not Miss May I. Uh, mm-hmm. Motionless in White. I was like, I know this music. And it was nice. This sounds like an episode that we should do later on where Madden started mm-hmm. putting alternative music and hardcore music yeah, into their video games. Yeah, that's where I found 30 Seconds to Mars was right. mm-hmm. the song Attack. I think it was on Madden 2005. Yeah, a Blink-182 song will yeah. find its way into the new Madden uh, right. video game. So that has a lot to do with metalcore entering mm-hmm. households. We'll get into that later. But we have more songs to talk about, (laughs) so let's talk about Alt's new single, Emanate. I think that's what it's called. Uh, I'll go with that pronunciation, and here's a 30-second clip. So I did not expect any releases from this band anytime soon after their EP from last year. Well, I kind of did. What makes you say that? They're on a high note, right? So they release an EP. Yeah. And we're about to talk about singles and albums. And I think, and they just got signed to... Century Media Records. So at that point... You have to know they're coming out with singles and albums coming out. Maybe the single mm-hmm. will be in the album. Maybe it's just a single to get you hooked. We'll get into that a little bit later. But this is the single that has me hooked on Alt Altogether. Alt Together. Okay. Yes. Alt Together. 
And I'm the one with the dad jokes, okay? Right. But did you watch the music video for this? Absolutely. So, okay. my girlfriend Kayla wants me to get a nose ring. Mm-hmm. We, we talked about this, and I want to start tucking my shirts in. I, My point is, I adore... I, I can I see love, this, okay. I love this lead singer. This lead singer, besides the aesthetic of how he looks, I need to research his name, who he is, whatever, but... Listening to this on my way to work all week has been great. Like this vocalist, I think this dude is one of the best metalcore vocalists in the game right oh, now. Oh, absolutely. I love yeah. his vocals. He is vocalist of the year for me. Is it, Am I taking you like by surprise that I'm saying this right now? A little bit. This is not in my typical range where I would be so enthralled enthralled thank you i I needed help a little bit (laughs) it's okay i could tell you're getting a little flabbergasted (laughs) stop using that word i need (laughs) but don't (laughs) i i just think he's doing a lot and what i noticed about his vocal range and what he's doing vocally uh matching with the musical style of this band and the way they're approaching their hardcore metalcore sound is I hear a lot of corn. If corn was strictly okay. metalcore. Yes, I definitely hear that. Go ahead and elaborate. Okay, well, first off, it's the harmonics in their music that give you more of like that industrial feel. Mm-hmm. Because I also get like the 2000s metal feel in this music. Right. Because it feels like something that I would have heard on a video game or something that had put a metal song in a game. Because... Yes, the song is heavy, but mm-hmm. I feel like you could kind of show it to anyone and it would be non-offensive. No one's going to think that it's Satan music mm-hmm. or anything like that. Great point. And like there's melody to it also. So kind of they're using melody in a way that's not obvious because there's a little bit of like singing, but not like a full singing voice. It's more of like a... Well, no one is saying this is a Sam Carter type of course. Right. No one is... Uh, saying this sounds like anything you know like as as i put it it reminds me of more recent corn releases Mm -hmm. and there's really really heavy parts and pitch harmonics and dissonance and a lot of chugs but the way they structure the songs are just so different and there's breakdowns but it's not where you're going to expect the breakdown, whereas the song before we were talking about August Burns Red, you're waiting for the build-up for the breakdown, and then it happens. Mm -hmm. The breakdown is somewhere just in the mix. Absolutely, and like I was saying, their use of melody in the song, which coming from their previous releases, I wasn't really expecting this song from this band, but it's nice to know that they have melody in their tool belt that Mm -hmm. if that's something that they want to use they can pull it out but it's not necessary if it's missing you're not going to wonder where it's at but if they use it it's something nice to hear because they did it well in this song well and you've listened to them a a lot more than i have so what you're saying is that the melody coming in is a surprise but also a treat absolutely it's not something that turns you off from the band I'm not sure if it's the case for you, but like this song mm-hmm. gets stuck in my head and makes me want to go back and listen to it. I don't think it's a point that it gets stuck in my head. Maybe it does maybe it does subconsciously, but I think there's something that makes me want to listen to it again because there's something attractive about it that makes me wonder what I've missed. Also just want to say completely unrelated to the music. Their production, like the way that they present themselves oh, yeah. when their promo mm-hmm. photos look super clean. Their music mm-hmm. video is extremely well done. I love their logo. Yeah. So it's all these like different factors that really add up. And just to have the music production, like <laughs> it's it seems like they had like a business plan. Yeah, set. exactly. And, and it's just like what I was saying in the beginning of talking about this. I was, you know, talking about the aesthetics of the lead singer and everything. But it, it's just like what you're saying right now is everything is put together. You have an image 
that meets the sound and mm-hmm. everything is just attractive. It's nothing that's throwing you off. It's everything that's putting you, pulling you in. Mm-hmm. No, nothing is taking us away from what they're doing. And I'm not sure if I've said this before on a previous episode or not, but I would love to know if there are any cultural influences on their sound or on the way that they write melodies or anything like that. I know probably not, but just where they're from Sweden, I'm curious if there's Mm. any kind of cultural influence. What would cultural influence be? I'm not sure exactly. Just the approach to writing music. It could be that maybe where they live, Mm -hmm. they're not surrounded by everything that we are. Okay. Because maybe Mm -hmm. if they lived in America, maybe I'm not putting any bands down by saying this by any means, but maybe they would have entered in with a little less production. Maybe it wouldn't be so clean. They would have broccoli hair. (laughs) They, They would have a beanie, one earring, a mustache... Something like that. Yes. It's less influence, more inspiration. Maybe. I don't okay, know. Whatever. I just thought it was an interesting point to I, bring no, up. No, I, I started to get your point as like, yeah. as you got into it. Like you're saying, they're not being influenced on the outside as much. They're more in tune with who they are. Yeah. And, and they are creating the image and the sound that they want and i think that's going to help them move forward and i think that's why we that's why they have our attention i know i've said this maybe to you maybe in our discord server which join by the way if you're listening we would love to have you absolutely but i think really good music is hearing something that's familiar but isn't ripping something else off it's familiar but refining it in whatever way that they can that way it's not too jarring and i think that's what they've done here and you're very right because i'm listening to this band i like this band i'm asking myself why and i'm not asking myself i'm not having to fight myself on i should like this band i don't know why i'm not liking this band or i'm just i'm liking it and i'm i keep listening to it to find out why i like it They are the dark horse of 2023. That's it. And right now, this just seems to be a single at the time. No EP or album has been announced. But, man, if they release Mm -hmm. an EP or an album already... Let's go for an album. They have me sold. Let's go. Yes. An album, please. I want want this song in the album. I do want to uh, bring up something that is on their Spotify. And I would like to say we were right there on the money. Yeah. In their Spotify bio, it says, The band has a shared love for nature and film, which shines through in the music. A driving force for the band is to translate past experiences or scenes into sound. (laughs) Many of the songs or lyrics are directly inspired by movies or literary works. You see, this kind of narrative makes me enjoy them that much more. Yes. More more so for the fact that I'm just going to think about Inception, Dark Knight, any uh, Christopher Nolan movie. I know you've talked to them on Instagram or in DM. So I shared the song on our Instagram. I said, hey, found your stuff last year. Love it. So we would love to have you on the show. If you're interested, please come on so we can have a deeper conversation about this. Because me and Blake are nerding out about this. Yeah, obviously we are. And we're very familiar with having conversations and interviews with bands or artists from other states and other countries because we had Tom Kiley from Patient 67, who is Australian, and it was a great conversation. So we're pretty good with doing that. So let's let's try again. We can definitely accommodate if you uh, are a band that's out of the country. So, with that said, we can't wait to hear more from this band. I love the video as well. I can watch yeah. I watched it like four times in a row, effortlessly. So, let's get on to the next song, which is Faint Light by the band Blue Shift.
So Blue Shift, you shared the song in text and mm -hmm. I think also on our group chat. I did. And Blue Shift was a band that I found in 2020 when I first joined Poolside Podcast. And I was just trying to find bands, listening to the most music I could, just joining the podcast and experimenting and learning what I can do as a part of a podcast that talks about music. And this was, they had one of my top albums of the year, but it's never, it was never something we ever really talked about. Right. And I did not know that you were familiar with this band already prior to this release. So it's 2023. And I guess that's about two years that I've been familiar with this band. And I did actually go back to this to their 2020 album last year about actually, I would think, December. Now, according to their Spotify, they are a five piece psychedelic progressive metal band from Huntsville, Alabama. <laughs> Let I, me tell you, I, I did not know that, that metalcore <laughs> existed in Alabama, period. These guys are uh, diamond in the rough. I like this song. It's probably not my favorite that we're talking about today. Mm -hmm. But some of that is for like, maybe the mix wasn't like exactly where I prefer a mix to be with the song. Some of the guitar tones weren't exactly there, but... This gave me a little bit of nostalgia because if you think back to Sleeping With Sirens 2009, mm -hmm. like the lead guitar tone in that, the Sleeping With Sirens album. Yeah. And then mix in, I don't know, For The Fallen Dreams, like vocals, things like that. It just felt yeah. like a mashup, but it works. And I get some of the psychedelic themes throughout this music and this song. So they use the word psychedelic, and I, I do appreciate it in this sense, but I would not weigh heavy on the psychedelic. It's a psychedelic yeah. way where there's just a pinch, where like it, you have a recipe, okay? Mm -hmm. And in your recipe, there's pure ingredients that you need, and they say, if you want to, add a pinch of psychedelic. Yeah, yeah, just a pinch. Not needed. And this band uses what you've said is space. It's space. not cluttered. It, it breathes. Everything has room. You can understand what's going on in the song. Not cluttered. If you like Invent, Animate, this is something for you. I, I really want That's more. That's what it was. I yeah. said it sounded like the guitar tone of like Sleeping With Sirens, mm -hmm. but vocals and heavy parts of Invent, Animate. That's what I got from it. Okay, so when you texted me, like, you said, they're sleeping with siren leads, I immediately <laughs> immediately thought, what the fuck is Derek talking about? Where in this does he get sleeping with sirens? And then I'm always open-minded to your perspective, and I listen to it again, and I say, wow, he's completely correct. Yes. Because if you listen to the first album, it, it's it's there. It, a little slower maybe but yeah the way that the riffs are i you can definitely hear it and i think this band maybe they had their first album they were on to something they reevaluated themselves they are still a band here they are releasing this single this is a breakthrough single i will say so out of all their artwork and everything that they've had this is by far the most industry mm -hmm standard artwork yeah and i didn't go listen to their other stuff but i would have to imagine if they put the attention to detail for their art i have to imagine that the recording of this and the production is also probably the best quality that they've had also yeah but you could throw this on show it to anyone and be like and they would see it as an equal to other bands that are doing well right now in the scene because half of the battle is just the visual. You can't only focus on the music. You have to focus on the whole package, like what we said with alt. With alt. Alt is yeah. completing the whole package. We're, we're obviously going to add Blue Shift mm -hmm. for this episode. And Blue Shift, DM us. We're going to DM you back. You're on the right track. You're doing great. Like This is your start. Whatever the header is on your Spotify, I'm just going to be honest, get rid of it. 
I don't know what the that artwork. is the more psychedelic because looking at their Voyager album, I like Replicant, that. Uh, that artwork is good. I like that. But I think this is better. This is better. It's it's approaching something better. I think they have a bigger picture of what they're doing visually, sonically. Their sound is coming together. The way the song is written from the sound clip that you've heard, I'm more than convinced that you will be convinced to, to listen to this. Something that I'd like to do just to make sure that I continue to give a song a chance throughout the year is I just go ahead and throw it onto my favorites of 2023. Same. I'm not waiting just for like, I'm not putting so much weight on the first listen to impress me because I think that's unfair. I think you have to hear something enough times and also in relation to other stuff that you're listening to. Yeah. Because if I listen to the standalone, like first song of the day, Maybe I'm just not awake enough or something, but maybe if I'm into the mood of listening to music and this comes on and just strikes me in the best way, you have to be halfway prepared to meet the music that you're listening to. It's not always up to the bands, if that makes sense. It does, because if you're 50-50 on it then and you throw it on your playlist and you cycle your playlist, you can easily just take it off or take it out. Yeah. And that's Wh- fine. Which I've done... There are a few songs that I've taken off already, just mm-hmm. I got my fill for them. It's not something I can see myself listening to long term, but the thing that I do like about Faint Light is that it kind of tells a story. It's a four minute and 45 second long song, so they're not just picking a radio chorus and repeating it. Right. There's no edit which we've talked about in the past episodes about songs being the space being cut out. Mm -hmm. And man, I really like that you picked that out because I have not yet listened to the lyrics because there's so much ethereal vibes going around Mm -hmm. this song that it just, it's more like we talked about on the past 2022 songs of our, of that year. It was all about feeling. And this is another one of those songs that, put on don't think about it it feels good i think that's all i really have to say about that one do you have anything else for us i just recommend that song and uh i just this is another band along with like the bands we've talked about on the last episode red keep these are bands that are just coming around very hard and coming strong they're coming they're swinging they're swinging hard and there's a lot of bands that are you know out there that are well known and have a lot of followers that aren't really putting out music that's as good as this. Absolutely. So let's get into a topic for the show. We used to do this quite all the time on Poolside, and it kind of fell off. Just we started doing a lot of reviews, interviews, games like Syncore Jeopardy. But I wanted to talk about the death of the album cycle. And that is just implying that bands are no longer waiting two or three years between album releases to release multiple singles, release an EP. Bands aren't staying silent the way they used to and just going on tour for two or three years. So times have changed and so has the attention span of a lot of people. And I also think that Bands have started realizing that it is potentially damaging to put Mm -hmm. so much identity into one album, even though that people really grow to love albums. And something that I learned in the last year or two is, as much as I like to be a fan of a band, I think it's better as a fan to really just like an album for what it is and not really attach yourself to being a fan of a band. Because bands are going to change. From one album to the next, you could get consistency, but I think there's a number of bands in the scene that they've changed their sound in such a way that it's actually led you to be disappointed. So you're setting yourself up for failure. You're setting yourself up for success. And... When you just said that, there was one band that came to mind, and it was Incubus. And Make Yourself, the album by Incubus, is by far my favorite Incubus album. And there's no other Incubus album or singles 
that I like beyond that. Right. It's a standalone. I mean, it's an older album. It's an old reference. But that is a prime example in this case. Exactly. And now, fast forward to 2022, you have Darko US. I don't know if it's all, it has to be referred to as US. I don't know if there's another Darko. But. Which is Tom Barber's side project. Tom Barber and Josh Miller. And he, there, there are other producers in the mix. They have a team. Mm-hmm. And they released an album and then they released an EP a day before the new year. Yeah. The idea was to stay relevant, keep the attention of an audience. And they also have a new release coming out in March, which is very soon. So yeah, it completely breaks the cycle of what traditionally I would assume it's record labels that highly recommend those kind of cycles. Mm -hmm. But what we've seen since COVID-19 and 2020 is that bands were put in this position to where a lot of bands just seized releasing entirely. Now, obviously that was due to a number of factors. Maybe it was in their control. Maybe it wasn't, but singles have become more prominent. There's a DYI factor, right? There's that also. So, when there's someone not standing above you telling you what to do because of they're looking at charts mm-hmm. and saying, okay, well, we're going to put this album out. You're going to tour X amount of months. You'll come back. We'll do another album. You're, we don't know if it'll be successful. I think this is all have changed. This is all changed. This, I don't think it will ever be the same. I think this is 2023 is the year where the ex- a new example will be made. And one example would be Spirit Box. I think even though I'm not a fan of their style of how they released Eternal Blue, you know, a few singles here, a few singles there, and then released an album because just my personal feelings, I didn't feel like it was a cohesive album. But I do think that they impacted the industry in that way of showing that there's more than just one way to release an album or one way to get people interested. But look at Beartooth, who released an album in June of 2021, and then a year later, Caleb shared Riptide. Right. And sonically, it's not vastly different, but the message is completely Mm -hmm. different. I think bands have learned that Maybe it's easier to ease people into a sound to release a few singles before the next album than to just put all this weight on one album Mm -hmm. and then just be silent. And then two years later, be like, oh, this is who we are now. We completely changed. Surprise. It's like, here, take a mouthful of this new flavor we've, we've created for you. And I want you to accept this and give me your feedback right away instead of like maybe like a wine tasting. Exactly. And it also gives the band an opportunity to shift their path also. Mm -hmm. Maybe they think, okay, this is the direction that we want to go in. And then they release the song and maybe it doesn't resonate with fans and they go back to the drawing board and be like, okay, that's actually not going to work for us. Because we all like to believe that bands are going to write whatever makes them feel special, yeah. makes every the world a bunch of rainbows, but <laughs> at this level, it's a business, so they have to approach it that way. So the way they approach it is they're going to meet in the middle. It's a little bit of give and take. I just think it's smart for a band to approach their fan base and what they're creating in a smart way where if... This is what they want to do, and they'll be able to thrive. Absolutely. So one of our our top, each of our top one favorite songs last year was Riptide by Beartooth, and I was not a Beartooth fan Mm -hmm. until Riptide came by. And after that, I'm completely interested in in Mm -hmm. what they're going to release this year. Now, other bands that have also kind of use this to their advantage i would say would be like brand of sacrifice they released lifeblood in march of 2020 and then in august of 2020 they released the song enemy 
And then just a few months ago, they released another single called Exodus. And the thing about those songs is that those are what I would say quite a bit different from what we heard Mm -hmm. on Lifeblood. It just seems like they're trying to figure out what's going to work for them. And just in my humble opinion, I think Lifeblood (laughs) worked perfectly, but I understand that they are trying to broaden their horizons and not only appeal to an audience that they were already appealing to. Yeah, well, in my humble opinion, After Image is what's best for them but and that that's something me and blake will never see eye to eye on <laughs> man i i just like that so much more your your brand of sacrifice lifeblood album is my after image i forget the name of the album but that i don't know i just like that so much more but we went to our discord server to get some feedback because as we like to say we value our listeners opinion because you're listening to us we want to listen to you If you shared this time with us, we want to know what's on your mind also. And something that our friend Sydney said was, what I don't like is just a bunch of singles and never a cohesive album. I know that might be the move if their goal is streaming numbers, but not a fan. So what do you think about that? On that comment, what I have to say is that I will be excited about a single that is going to be in the album based mm-hmm. on the placement of the album, because I want to know that's kind of giving me a sense of what the album could feel like not being just a single. Mm-hmm. So incorporating it into an album, I can imagine it as a whole, which is exciting for me. But if it's just a standalone, then I'll just let it be there. I'll put it aside and let the album be the album. But I love that she made that comment and I agree. And for me, Not to beat a dead horse by any means, but we keep referencing Riptide. And that's because it was a standalone single, pretty much. I'm sure that the full album is coming later this year, but, you know, we are seven months removed from when it first released. And when I think of the album to come after that, Caleb Shomo had made a post on Instagram saying that any song on the album would have to make him smile. And I know that that is different from what his approach was in the past because Mm -hmm. the standard in the past was that it had to make him headbang. So he's changed his own approach to writing and everything, not to go into his bare tooth or anything, but Mm -hmm. let's just say a bare tooth album comes out. Where do you want to see Riptide? Do you want to see it first song? middle of album or last song? That's such a good perspective or like an interesting idea because Riptide could start the album. Which, that's what I would like. I mean, I would be excited for that. It could end the album. I would Mm -hmm. be equally excited. Or it could be right in the middle. And I would wonder, what is the two sandwich buns that put (laughs) between between the meat, which would be Riptide? We always reference food (laughs) with music. (laughs) I love it. But... That's my curiosity. We had another comment that I thought was really interesting, and it came from Joe. He said, I'm curious, would you all prefer standalone singles or a deluxe album for songs that didn't make the initial album release? So this is something I didn't think about intentionally when he commented commented on this. Mm -hmm. I, I figured I would make it just an impulsive thing for the podcast, and my impulsive response is, I'm not a fan of deluxe releases. Bingo. Where do you go with that? When I think of songs that didn't make the initial album release, I think of a B-side. A B-side. Those and should just be singles. Most of the time, a band makes the right decision. I think the only exception is me and you talked about songs that Movements released on their deluxe of No Love Left to Give. And yeah. one of those songs should have been on the album. We talked about that, yeah. But that's the only scenario that I've ever thought, because there's a B-side called Takeover by Beartooth that was supposed to be on, you know, the disease Mm -hmm. cycle. And I love the song, but it does not have a place on that album. So I'm going to have to say standalone singles, because they serve the purpose of being a promo for an album most of the time. 
but not always. It also gives opportunity for it to be a top song of the year because I don't think that releasing the deluxe version, well, that's contradictory because Era had a song on their deluxe version of their album that I had on my top 22 Night of Silence. Night of Silence where their song, where their album was a 2021 Mm -hmm. release. So if Movements would have done a deluxe version of No Love Left to Give and put those two songs on there, I feel like that would have been a different feel yeah, because I, I would completely have cons- agree. I would, yeah, I would have concerned it with the album. I would have put it in the feel of that album. It would have been different. But since it's on the outside of that, it gives me the opportunity to separate it and take it in for what it is. And those are two songs that I can just freely think about without concerning the whole album. Yeah. Especially because those songs aren't representative of that album. Correct. So also like Sydney said, if the band wants to make a song that they don't think would necessarily fit the next album, you know, don't hold back a song because you think it won't fit a whole album. Mm -hmm. If you have a song that you think is good and will resonate with your fans, by all means, it's in no relation to an album. It's in no. It, it's a single. It, it it's not going to ruin their band. For sure. It's not. They're not putting out an album, or a, which which would be a whole idea, that would totally take their fan base out mm-hmm. of what they believe their their band to be. The fan base basically would basically would think, well, I don't know what this shit is. Yeah, exactly. But hopefully, the next album is going to be good. Like, I'm cool with that. I don't have to listen to these two songs. But I think it was important for us to have this conversation because I've heard too much of, oh, albums are dying. Albums are dead. I don't think they're dead. I think that the album cycle is dead. Bands are just releasing music more frequently now, whether that be on an album or not. That's, Mm -hmm. That's fine. But albums are not going to go anywhere. Just the commercial aspect of how music released has changed. Marketing has changed and attention span has changed. And let's blame it on TikTok or just the general attention span of everyone right now. It's just the fact that a band will have to find ways to stay relevant. And if you are providing the material or content that keeps you relevant, then and your numbers are staying high then you're doing very well absolutely on that note before we end the episode derek i just want to mention that i noticed the color morale is back in social media and i cannot tell you how excited i am (laughs) i can't actually i can tell you how excited i am i have a color morale tattoo and i did not know this well it's on my it's on my left (laughs) tit i don't know if you saw it when like we were like changing getting ready for your Mm -hmm. wedding whatever it has it's a it's the color morale anchor and they have the wings as the anchor part and then i put i put my my first daughter's name within the uh the wings mila jean my first daughter love you but it's um and i showed the lead singer garrett rap Mm -hmm. this tattoo when they came to new orleans with our last night but uh, I showed him, and he was like almost in tears. He was excited. That's awesome. He loved the tattoo. Yeah, yeah. It was a pretty cool moment. He loved the tattoo. He posted it on his Instagram. I reposted it on mine. We had a moment. We talked. We chilled. One of the best dudes I've ever met in 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 music. But besides my story about that, they are coming back with a new album. As a fan of the Color Morale, we really didn't feel like they were dead. Mm-hmm. They did. They didn't abandon their social medias or anything. Their drummer Steve Carey was the was a drummer for Census Fail, who were heavily touring for the past three years mm-hmm. with their new albums coming out and such. But Color Morales announced today that they are playing the Blue Ridge Festival, and I've heard you talk you talk about the Blue Ridge Festival with our friends Justin and Jay. So that's one that I'm not really familiar with. I'm more familiar with like uh, Sonic Temple Festival and like Ladder Than Life mm-hmm. that's in Louisville, Kentucky. But where is this one? It's in Virginia. It's a newer one of the festivals. Oh, okay. I know that their first year 
things were rough, but that was also after the virus. And okay, that's what it was. Okay, yeah. Yeah, things were rough, but... Regardless, we're not going. We don't have time. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it is nice to see that another old name is back in, and again, it's just... We need more names releasing stuff, because they were a proven name. They were never a band that I got into, but I also didn't really go listen to them. I do want to say real quick, I was at the gym the other day, and The Plot and You came on. I didn't know who it was, honestly, because I've not listened to a lot of The Plot and You. Yeah. But I was like, wow, right. I need to check this out, because I did Shazam <laughs> just to find out what the song was. Is that when you texted me? Yeah. And I was oh, like, right okay. <laughs> As we've said before, we have to let the music come to us sometimes. You have to right. be ready for it. Good point. So... If even if it comes to us five years later, yeah, it, we can't force it. And Absolutely. The the last release from the Color Morale was in 2016, Desolate Divine. That was one of my favorite albums from them, besides No Hope, which is my absolute favorite album. Mm-hmm. Which they have kind of hinted with the black artwork from one of the lyrics of the songs that was in. The album from 2013, No Hope, was when we find our when we lose ourselves, we find each other. Mm-hmm. So I th- that gives me the hint that that old sound is coming back. Okay. And I think they were signed to Fearless Records for the last two albums, and I don't know who they're signed to now. If they're independent or back at Rise or still on Fearless, but I think they're going back to that more hardcore sound. Right. And I would love to hear Garrett start screaming again, but his vocal abilities are just amazing his cleans are good and according to their instagram they're working on new songs but i'm pretty sure it's going to be an album that's another anticipated album for the year really fucking cool yeah all right (laughs) well do you have anything else for us this week not until next week all right well go listen to august burns red listen to alt listen to blue shift and check out the color morale because if something is coming this year you know, catch up on their stuff. I'm going to go listen to it. Yeah, I'll be sharing it with you, and hopefully we'll be sharing it on the show. Like we said at the top of the episode, go follow us on Instagram at Broside Broadcast. Leave us a five-star rating and review on Spotify and Apple Podcast, and come join the Discord server if you would like to talk to us. We're all about getting your feedback and your comments, and we love to talk to our listeners right on because a lot of the feedback that we got from today we pulled from pulled directly from our discord server and that is part of the conversation and that's what the show is about with that said my name's derek and i've been blake and you'll hear us next week right on